good morning and welcome to another podcast of Iconic Freedom, The Formula. We are talking about setting standards for accountability and responsibility in this journey of personal development. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. I wanted to do something a little bit different today. Um, I'm going to show this uh, video of perspective and um, I just and then I'll comment on it and in relation to our topic uh, about accountability and responsibility. Here we go. An event seen from one point of view gives one impression. Seen from another point of view, it gives quite a different impression. But it's only when you get the whole picture you can fully understand what's going on. It helps us to understand, right, that, you know, we don't always know what we think we know. And that part of being a person that is accountable and responsible is to obtain as much information as you can before drawing a conclusion. Uh, quite often though, I mean, your own internal authority may tell you uh, what, everything that you need to know in that moment. And if you've really honed that skill, and I encourage you to do that, um, then, you know, sometimes going to the end of the story is not always necessary because you kind of figure it out before. But one of the great things about seeing something like that is is the realization of the fact that there's a lot of people walking around making a lot of presumptions in life and behaving in ways that honestly I mean you can tell that it doesn't have integrity doesn't have character and if you're of certain persuasion in various ways then perhaps you know it could even be violent I think everyone most everyone has heard about the story about uh, that unfortunate situation that was on the subway in New York recently but what I found interesting about the story is, and what occurred to me, is that the first thing people want to run to is race, which I think is interesting because it's such a lazy way of being able to come to conclusion, to conjecture things, and to not even bother to find out more information, right? What's fascinating is when you look at this video, what you see is that, uh, yes, uh, the Marine was white. The gentleman who was in the chokehold was black. However, there were two other people that were on that train trying to help keep that individual down because they were pretty violent. And one of them happened to be black. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of an interesting conclusion people are drawing that somehow this is a racist situation. And so then here we are today, uh, this is actually, you know, looking at it in terms of retrospect, here we are today looking at video from yesterday uh, where, the, you know, in New York they're protesting, they're shutting down the MTA because they're actually they're on the tracks of the uh, subway. 
which I'm going to tell you is very dangerous because <laughs> having lived there for four years, uh, those trains um, do not very often go slowly. <laughs> so uh, that's probably the best way to describe it. But on Twitter yesterday, I saw a lot of clips of people having, you know, snapped some stuff that was going on and video and you know, it, it's just very interesting to me that the response is violence. That these people don't even know the story. They don't even know the full context of everything. When we saw the story and the court case of Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, there was a lot revealed at that court case that was not revealed by the media back when it actually had happened a year before in August. And if the video had not been available, uh, that kid would be spending his life in jail. But the fact is, is that, you know, these people that attacked him, uh, that came after him, and he was defending himself, um, you know, unfortunately, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And here's a kid who had the foresight, very fascinating to me, he had the foresight to injure one of the people rather than to end the other person's life. I think it's fascinating that that person now is attempting to sue Rittenhouse uh, in a civil case. Um, it'd be very fascinating to see what the end of that case turns out to be. But Rittenhouse was doing a responsible act. He was taking care and defending himself. Um, he had actually, that whole story is kind of fascinating. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't want to go into it, all of it, and get into the weeds of it. But I really encourage you to research it a little bit and check it out uh, online. Um, I know uh, Tim Poole did a really good recap of all of it. Uh, so did Robert Govea. Uh, both of their shows did terrific recaps of what actually went on. And, and they bring the facts. They bring the receipts. They're not bringing all kinds of emotion. So we're going to watch this other video, uh, just a brief video of what happened on the subway. And uh, you can see just a little bit of the struggle of what's going on there. And then we will talk about it briefly. Engel is in New York tonight. Hello, Laura. 
Hi, Shannon. You know, there have been many questions about what led up to the moments we have seen on that cell phone video of the chokehold, with reports that someone said there was a weapon involved. Now, we have just obtained dispatch audio of when the NYPD responds to 911 calls referencing a gun and sends emergency responders to the scene. We'll have more of that later, but first, listen to this. Whatever we got to do, take it to the streets. Shake up. Tear as the voices demanding justice for Jordan Neely grow louder, a source tells Fox News the case could go to a grand jury next week. One key issue, what was the former Marine's mindset during the deadly struggle, which will help determine what, if any, charges he may face. The former Marine has lawyered up, choosing Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's rival, criminal defense attorney Thomas Keniff, who ran against Bragg for Manhattan DA in 2021. One former Manhattan assistant DA spoke with Fox about a possible manslaughter charge the former Marine could face. I think he should be worried. Why? Because there is a video of him holding, nearly choking him, uh, using what lawyers call deadly physical force. Protesters shut down part of the Manhattan Bridge last night, spray-painted the street with justice for Jordan, and at times clashed with police and cursed the mayor's name. They're angry at the mayor for not calling Neely's death a murder. I have faith in the criminal justice system. And I'm going to let the process take its place. And those who believe uh, that I should do something differently, I respect that. And during the struggle, a passenger warns those holding Neely down that he could be dying. The former Marine releases Neely from the chokehold. A short time later, Neely had gone limp. The NYPD and Manhattan DA are hoping more witnesses will come forward on this. Shannon. All right, Laura, thank you very much. So something that occurred to me when I was thinking about this earlier today was that we are accountable and responsible for our choices, right? If you are whimsically or unconsciously making choices and not even considering what the possible outcomes are, then you're going to make a victim of yourself because you're going to think life is happening to you instead of because of you. And if something tragic happens, in this instance, it was unfortunate that this kid lost his life, but then the whole movement is surrounded by people that are living that same victimized lifestyle. That these are people that do not take accountability for their choices, they are not responsible for their choices, and they think that their story is what should get them through everything and give them, you know, a pass for whatever it is that they're doing, uh, regardless of whatever the situation is. But here's the thing that popped into my head that I thought was so fascinating is that you know, you can talk about this kid's story and his background and why he did what he did. We don't care why, right? If you've been following this podcast, you know your story is your story and your why is an opportunity to lie. Don't care about your why. But let's take, for instance, that there's a background to this story. There's a backstory to this. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. And what is it that doesn't matter? In that moment, that kid had a choice. 
In that exact moment, he had a choice to be responsible and accountable. Now, we can say that he was ill-equipped, incapable, unable to make a choice. Okay, but that's a failing that you know goes back but has nothing to do with that moment because as an adult you're responsible as a kid we get it your parents are trying to help you figure it out but as an adult no i'm uh, sorry to say sorry not sorry you are accountable for your choices you are responsible for your choices my pointing to reality has nothing to do with the fact that you don't want to accept the reality. My pointing to somebody not making a choice that has integrity, responsibility, and accountability does not negate that choice, that responsibility, that accountability. Doesn't matter what your story is. Now, defending self-defense, sure. We're, we may see that. I mean, you saw it in the Rittenhouse, and I mean, you've seen it in so many ways. But the fact that, you know, this guy, and they're trying to say, oh, this kid, this kid. Listen, you're not a kid when you're as old as he is, and you're doing what they're doing. Now, the fact that he had mental problems, uh, okay, he had mental problems. He'd also been arrested 44 times. So who is failing him? not the side that people in the media want you to think. The very people that say they want to help are the very people that are failing him. Because if this kid really did have mental issues, and I don't know if he did or not, but if he really did have mental issues and NYPD arrested him 44 times, what is going on in a system that is so broken, that is so diseased, that they would allow somebody on the street that would continue to commit crime and to engage with people in ways that were violent? And every single one of those, now we've talked about this before, about <laughs> life will tap you on the shoulder, it will whisper in your ear, it will smack you across the face and knock you upside the head until you get it. Well, did life not do that to this individual? Did life not do that to the police department, to whoever the attorney general is, I mean, you know, whoever the um, uh, attorney is that is filing a case? Uh, did it not do it to the governor, to the, to the mayor, to all of these people? Life was whispering in their ear, letting them know there was a problem, and they made a choice to ignore it. And when you make a choice to ignore something, there are going to be results that you're not going to like. There are going to be consequences. Why? Because everything has a consequence. Everything communicates, and every choice has an outcome, and every outcome has a consequence. And the fact that these people ignored that, you know, it doesn't excuse any of it. It doesn't, I mean, if this kid, uh, you know, uh, everyone's a kid now. Uh, <laughs> at my age, everybody's a kid. Um, but what's interesting to me is that, you know, no matter what was going on, you know, he still had a choice. In every moment, you have a choice. You can turn your life around in every single moment that you are being conscious 
and conscientious of your choices, that you are not just whimsically and unconsciously making choices, but you are being thoughtful in your choices. You're taking that moment to think, what is it that I want to do in this moment? And thinking about what are the consequences and the outcomes or the possible outcomes if I were to make that choice and I have an understanding of it and then I make it. When people are responding emotionally and especially when they're violent, then you know there is no thought process. Now some of it may be fight or flight, which it looks to some degree uh, is possible of what happened to the Marine and the other people that were there that they were engaging uh, in a way that was trying to protect themselves and other people. But the fact that somebody doesn't want to be conscious or conscientious of their choice does not give them warrant and license to uh, harm others. And it's bad enough that they want to harm themselves, but they do not have a right to harm others. And it goes against the principles, not only of this nation and this country, but it also goes against the principles of what we've talked about regarding accountability and responsibility. Do no harm to others. And it is an unfortunate situation, but I hope that there are people out there that are watching this or people that are listening to this podcast or lots of other podcasts that are being thoughtful in their discussion about what is responsibility, what is accountability, and who really is the person that was most responsible and most accountable. You hear this a lot when there are active shooters, and it, you know it's really unfortunate that the first thing people go to is the gun, which is the stupidest argument I think I've ever heard in my life. It's like uh, there was a person holding that gun. That's the person that's responsible. That's the person that's accountable. So as you go through your week and you hear more about this story or you're hearing other stories that are similar to it, just ask yourself, do you have enough information to draw a conclusion? Do the media, do the police, do they all have enough information in order to draw a conclusion? And are they talking to and responding to the idea that and the understanding of the fact that someone is accountable, someone is responsible. And we are at the end of another podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hit that like button if you would. Share this with your friends and family. You never know what they might get out of this. If you'd like to subscribe, feel free to do so. You can do that on the website, link down below. My email is there. So if you have a situation that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, that would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Send me an email. And if you'd like to be interviewed and tell your story about accountability and responsibility, send me an email.